Hi, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. It's my joy that you would be here to hang out with me today and to talk about all things creativity, artistry, parenting, and connecting those dots of life that sometimes seem so disparate and random, and yet looking for the links and the parts of them that show us that we are actually making a beautiful picture. Because despite how they appear, the dots are not placed at random. And today's episode is all about feeling it. So welcome back to another episode of Connecting the Dots. And yes, today's episode is all about feeling it. I don't know if you experience this, but maybe it's because I'm a four on the Enneagram and there's a real desire to sort of hold space for feelings and very much absorb them and be present in them and stay there. If you don't know much about the Enneagram, no worries. It's a fascinating um, tool for understanding wisdom, growth, personality, understanding yourself and other people. But anyway, it's brilliant. I might talk about it on another podcast at another time. However, the number that I am, there is a very strong desire to cultivate and sit in feelings. Now, that can be a gift and it can be a pain. It depends on the situation. But something I've noticed is certainly as a young kid, teenager, young adult, there could be a real sense that if I wasn't in that height of those feeling states, that somehow maybe I wasn't fully in my life. I know that when I've been in pain, while there's been, you know, a lack of comfort and not a joy at being in pain, there's also been a sort of a bittersweet joy at really feeling those feelings. And this can be really helpful as an actor to know that it's okay to sit with difficult feelings. You know, it's a real gift. And actually as a human, to be able to hold space for pain whether my own or somebody else's, to not feel the need to quickly fix it and change it, but to be able to be present with those feelings is such a gift. When you learn how to be present with it without needing to A, run away from difficult feelings or good feelings even, because I think sometimes joy can be almost too scary to sit with. But when you are able to not get absorbed by the feelings... It's like I know I've talked about emotions on a previous podcast. The thing is, emotions are a gift to us. They are there to enhance and add colour to our lives. The idea that we would logically go through life without any emotions is madness. And yet emotions can often get such a bad rap because of the fact that they can be so overwhelming or feel too big for us. And so we can want to run away from them. Yet actually they're there not to dominate us and to rule us, but to enhance and add value to our lives and to give us you know, colour and extra meaning and layers and all the things like that. But what I noticed was there would be times when you could get caught up in, I guess, a feeling of being in love. And that feeling, if you've ever been in love, is a joy. And it does tend to kind of absorb you for a while and it's wonderful. But then the real act of loving someone and being in love with them in that you keep loving them is that it's putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. And it's not all about being in that feeling state. And when we mistake that overwhelming feeling life in the beginning of, you know, when you're all excited and you can't wait to see that person and everything they do is just wonderful and you are just swimming on this cloud of delight and excitement and, oh, just how wonderful they are. And that is beautiful. It's such a beautiful part of falling in love and learning to love somebody. But sadly, that season doesn't continue like that. And to be honest, if it did, there would be no growth because sitting in a feeling bubble 
is a little bit like staying in stasis and not moving. And if you want a relationship to grow and to continue, everybody changes. That's part of it. You know, if people say I, they're not the person I married, well, I hope not, because apart from, you know, it turns out they had an entirely different identity and they were lying to you. That's a very different thing. But as far as the being not the person you married, because they used to be more like this and now they're like this, well, I would hope so. And the same I would hope for me. My husband's changed hugely over our 13 years of marriage and over 15 years of being together as have I. Not in essence and fundamental usness, which is not a technical term, but we've both changed massively in our perspectives, in our maturity. We've softened, we've got stronger, we've allowed each other to see the more vulnerable and less pretty sides of ourselves and our lives and our ideas and our frustrations. And we've become safer and safer and safer with each other, which therefore means that we see the uglier, uglier, uglier sides at times. And yet have more compassion for one another and for ourselves in those ugly times, because that's part of being a human. And actually holding that bubble of in-loveness would only really have got us through the first six months or so of our relationship before we got married. And then the first few years of our marriage were this beautiful season, but it was also constantly growing and moving. And then we had babies and it's just like life grows, but it was wonderful, but it doesn't stay put. And I noticed this with performing as well. There have been times when I have just got caught up in the moment of a scene. And, oh, that is magical. There is such magic in playing a scene with somebody and being alive to the feelings that bubble up during the scene, what you're saying, what the circumstances of the scene are, and suddenly discovering that all these feelings have risen up in you and you can just respond to them. And then the other person responds and there's this beautiful back and forth flow of connection and emotion and you can come out of that scene either the rehearsal or the performance going oh I really felt that and that is a real gift and it's magical it's really special or when it's like the alchemy of the audience and the actors and the script and the staging whether on stage or screen the setting and the whole environment comes together and there's this alchemy that's just absolutely magical and you can come away going oh I felt that doesn't necessarily mean that your performance was better this time than last time or the next time, although sometimes it does. But there are also times when you come away going, I just sort of said the lines and I'd done the work to build the connection, but I wasn't particularly feeling it. And I used to think when I was learning and growing as an actor, I used to think that if I hadn't felt it, somehow I wasn't honouring the story or the character or just the whole process of acting. And yet, if you're going to do a performance night after night after night, there'll be moments when you have the magic and the alchemy and it comes together and you do feel it. And then there will also be moments when it still flies because you've done the work. And yet, it's not that you're left cold, but it just becomes work. And I think there is a huge difference between something that's a one-off and those special mountaintop-like moments or alchemical moments that sustain us through the more mundane, more one foot in front of the other nature of both creative work and relationships that are so beautiful and to be treasured and prized and to, you know, look back with fondness or look for the next ones. But they are not the measure of the work, either in the relationship or the creativity. And I think sometimes I can get caught up with this in my life 
Motherhood, for example. I have wanted to be a mother since I was very small. Apparently, I used to breastfeed my dolls. I remember being about six or seven and wanting to borrow my mother's bras because I just wanted to be like her. And it was all very sweet. And I've always wanted a mother. And you know what? Motherhood has absolutely rewarded me for my hope in what it would be. But equally, it's not that bubble feeling you know newborns newborn babies and the wonder and the awe that comes even if I didn't have full postnatal depression but I did have with my second child much more overwhelm and a sense of difficulty connecting so I just want to be really clear that if this is something as a parent and as a mother you have experienced postnatal depression and didn't feel that awe and wonder there's nothing wrong with you And that is a really painful season to navigate. And so I just want to say so much love and compassion to you. Don't for a second think that you should have been in any particular place of feeling. And that must have been a really tough season for you. But what I do think is there is that awe and wonder after the exhaustion, depending on how easy or hard your labour's been, of just this new baby. There is an almost stasis quality to it. You have, you know, you do all the tests and you nurse them and they either take to it or they don't and it takes practice and all the things. And I've remembered with each of my four babies and even with our, our baby who was a late miscarriage and we delivered her, there was still that moment of, okay, wow. And I remember the first night in hospital with my first and I didn't love being in hospital. It wasn't something that was a great experience for me, but that feeling of just staring into her face and being like wow and singing to her knowing that she'd have heard me sing when she was in my womb and inside me and then coming out the outside of me and wanting to do that to comfort her and there was that magical like a surrounding bubble and it was beautiful and motherhood has qualities there are moments like that and I think the more I have learned to lean into the mundane of the day-to-day and to keep committing to connecting with my kids to tuning into what's going on in me, to spotting those moments where my kids are doing something, not even particularly gorgeous. Like one of my daughters drew on the walls a while back and I've wiped it down and she drew them again and currently they're left there because they're quite beautiful. Learning how to see that and delight in the progress and the process that she's been on of the drawing and what she's creating allows me to be really grateful. And then in leaning into that gratitude, there is that bubble up of feelings and joy and being able to really enjoy that moment but the idea that motherhood is this sort of I think in my head and maybe lots of people feel this there was that imagination that sort of once you were in it it would sort of just be there and you'd be in this bubble and yet it's full of practical things like nappy changing and sleeplessness and healing and just feeling so exhausted and then not knowing whether you're going to have the resources to bring it together and then wondering how on earth you're going to cope and then you know, when your spouse goes back to work and you're like, ah, how do I do this? And and just for me, the feelings of abandonment every time my husband went back to work, even though he was not too far away and could come home if it got really stressful. It was just that it's a huge amount of growth and development. And those motherhoody feelings that I imagined would completely colour the whole of my motherhood journey. And I didn't totally believe that because I think I knew both from a parenthood perspective, and I had enough experience from a creative perspective, that it doesn't hold in that space forever. In fact, it's a short-lived space that then helps you engage with the next part of the journey. But it didn't look how I imagined in a bubbly way. And I think we can give ourselves too much pressure when we feel like we should be feeling the joy of it. I absolutely loved my three years of training. I was in a good place personally. Well, I wasn't. There was lots of stuff going on for me, but I was 
in a very receptive place personally for those three years. And I was so hungry. And so for me, that season was amazingly rich. I don't think that was the experience for everybody in my year group. And that wasn't any slight on our particular nature or anything. It was just where I was at. I was able to really lean in and access that. And for me, it was a season of incomparable growth up until parenthood. And then that's another season of incomparable growth that just shoots you off the chart. But in the beginning, I was just going, this is amazing. And I remember our head of course saying, it's a bit like drinking champagne every day. And you're like, wow, but some days you don't want to drink champagne. You're like, an orange juice would so be the way forward right now. And then there are times when you just feel sick or tired. And I started to see how it wasn't going to sustain me to be in this happy, bubbly feelings. There were times when it was so hard. And then I remember when I left and I got my first professional job and it was actually a really great job. I really enjoyed it. It was four months touring with a small company in Oxford and we were doing the Firebird and it was a four-hander and there was some music and it was actually really good fun. But apart from the initial coming together, I often didn't feel like I got the process the same because each job is different. The given circumstances are different. The company I was working with were different from the people I'd grown to work with for three years. And then doing that night after night for those three, three and a half months of performance, I didn't feel it every day. Of course I didn't. It shifted. There were some nights that felt really magical and there were some nights that I felt weren't so great, but turned out that other people, they got just as much of an experience. And that is why we do the work. We put the work in, in the toolbox of having the stuff that we know will enable us to keep it going and do it at a certain level of quality. And I think the same with relationships. You put the work in, building connections, growing your communication. And then that is what keeps you going throughout the day to day. And it feels different. It feels more like work. It doesn't always feel amazing. But that doesn't mean that it isn't amazing. In a relationship where you're not feeling in love anymore, but you know how deeply you love that person, almost so deeply. It's like with my husband, 13 years, I almost run out of words and I never run out of words but I almost don't have words to describe how much I love him now compared to how I did and, and how much more I'm sure I will as time goes on. But I, I love him so much. But it's like it's almost become such a part of me. It's like a fish in water. I don't really have a word for water anymore. But I think trusting that when we are doing the work to keep growing, to develop our understanding, to connect, when we are doing the hard work of unpacking our stories and we're not necessarily feeling it, but we are still showing up and doing it and engaging. Actually, I think it gives us more freedom to catch those moments when the feelings bubble up and to delight in them when they do and to recognise that this is not a slight on the quality of our work, but rather it is the work. And so I don't know if that's something that helps you today, whether in your relationships, in your creative process, in any aspect of your life. But remembering that the feeling it quality is a gift and you will feel it. You'll have moments when those feelings bubble up and it's just this beautiful memory of, oh, wasn't that a perfect day? Or wasn't that a wonderful moment? Or, oh, how my heart was so full. But when you don't feel like that all the time, to be reassured that that doesn't mean that the work, the relationship, the art is any less beautiful, valuable, important or precious because it really is thank you so much for joining me today i hope this has blessed you if this is something that you have found helpful please share it with a friend 
just send the podcast wherever you listen to it to a friend and if it's also something you'd like to know more of then in the show notes is the link to connect create resonate which is my weekly-ish email i send out with some reflection so if there's something that's encouraged you on this then be sure to sign up for that because i often put thought into that that i don't put anywhere else so all that remains is for me to wish you a wonderful week god bless